Music and Motivation, Unlocking Brilliance with Brianna Rulis. Join us for an inspiring interview with Brianna as she shares how combining music and motivation can unlock your brilliance and help you cultivate creativity. Brianna's unique approach awakens confidence and encourages you to take action so you can increase your impact on the world around you. Don't miss out on this powerful conversation filled with practical tips and valuable insights. Let's unlock our brilliance together. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, and you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Hey, welcome back. And I want to introduce our amazing guest we have here today. Brianna Rulis combines music and motivation to unlock brilliance and inspires others to cultivate creativity, awaken confidence, and put their gifts into action to increase their impact on the world around them. She has spoken on U.S. stages from East to West, performed internationally, is a number one best-selling author, and inspires countless viewers as a top 100 finalist on American Idol Season 4. Brianna is also the founder and CEO of a strategy consulting company, the Rulist Music Group, that brings innovation and creativity into the workplace to enhance company culture, morale, confidence, and motivation. Please help me welcome Brianna. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. It's an honor to have you here today. Let's start by sharing yourself with the audience. Let everybody know a little bit more about you. Absolutely. Uh, thanks again. This That was a beautiful intro. I'm so excited to be on the show today. Um, so 
I don't really need to tell you my name again because it's here on the screen and you just introduced me. But hi, I'm Brianna. And I am actually a mother of three girls. I'm a multi-passionate, multi-faceted entrepreneur, um, creative, and on, let's see, just female professional, right? Um, I believe that at the heart of what we truly want in life, both personally and professionally, is to create something meaningful and contribute something of value to the world around us. So everything that I do is really aligned with that um, and also encouraging others um, that there's it's never too late, right? It's never too late to kind of tap into that thing that's theirs so that they can make an impact on either their community, their families, the world around them whatever that little circle is for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really how we feel good about living, right? I mean, it, it, it makes sense to live that way because that's what feels good and that's what's enjoyable is to really be living in your passion and creativity and showing up that way. And I love how you said that that can start at any time. I, I really am a big proponent of that and letting people know that tomorrow is another day you can always change. Identity is a really big word and term, right? So, so many people identify themselves as something. And then when that world gets broken and shaken and all of a sudden they're questioning that, you know, having that understanding and awareness of guess what? I can change that. And, and it doesn't change the internal core systematic values that we, in we have, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I would agree when, when things get shaken up, we are still who we are at our core, as you said, right? It, yeah. we are still the same person. We're just operating maybe with a new reality. Um, but at our core, we are designed and, you know, um, we are designed a specific way. Like we have this beautiful fabric inside of us, whether, you know, whether you consider yourself a creative or not, there's something when we tap into creativity and, and I think creativity is very vast. You know, I don't think that creativity is simply uh, being a singer yeah. like myself or being a painter or, you know, I think there's so many ways to tap into, um, like the life force that is all around us, which I really feel is a huge part of creativity, even if it's just gardening in your front yard. Um, yeah. And those are the things I think that help us to tap into to our, you know, our soul, like who we are, who are at the root of who we are. Yes. And I really like that you bring that up. I mentioned your beautiful picture behind you. And when we start talking creativity, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, it's that physical, but you're right. It doesn't mean that it has to be shown through, you know, music or art. There's so many different ways to really be uh, expressing yourself creatively, whether that's the written word, whether that's through expression, like, you know, even with my facial expressions, right? I mean, creative. <laughs> so, you know, there are a lot of different ways and you, you certainly, you bring that to light with the people that you work with. Can you tell us a few different ways that you do that? Absolutely. So most recently, what I'm doing is I'm taking music and motivation to corporations through what we call keynote concerts. And ultimately what that is, it's a keynote talk that incorporates original music. So I've written um, 
I've been songwriting for years, but I'm taking original music along with my message, which the core of the message is confidence and motivation, but also the importance of sharing our gifts, that none of our gifts go to waste, none of our story goes to waste. And oftentimes when people are uh, like, in their mode of working, so to speak, either in the workplace or in their business as an entrepreneur, we tend to um, either compartmentalize our gifts and say, oh, I can use this gift over here and this over there, but we never combine them and, and bring them together collectively. And I believe that we're supposed to bring all of our collective experience, gifts, natural strengths, all of it, that we're supposed to bring them all together collectively and use them. And that's really what the basis of the talk is. And the unique sort of innovative approach and creative approach is the music because so many keynotes nowadays are just focused on, you know, the big screen behind them and the PowerPoints and the clickers and, you know, yeah. or later people are like falling asleep. Right. They're just, they're just staring at a person and it's, it's more <laughs> no of that connection. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think when we start, you know, integrating our, our brains to start firing and wiring and in different aspects, because you're bringing them that different culture and that, you know, music is so powerful and that's exactly what it does. And it evokes emotion. And so when we start doing that, we learn better. Like it starts to stick. Right. And so that's really cool. Clint Pulver also does that with his drumming and uh, so I, I love running into people who really activate that and, you know, they give you an experience. Um, some of my favorite speakers, same thing, you know, they're, if they're not playing an instrument or music, they're doing something to engage an audience. You know, they're having them stand up and move their bodies and say something out loud. And it really has a different effect and you, you don't forget it. It's a memorable thing. And so kudos for you. You know what? I'm going to jump right in to some of our photos. Is that okay? Of course. Yes. Because I, I think that some of this really goes into what we're discussing. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Yes. So you want me to tell you about this photo? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So this is cool because when I quit my nine to five job years ago, not, I mean, let's see, I guess nine years ago, 10 years ago at this point, um, I thought I was going to be a vocal coach and be at home with my three girls. And really that, that was about it. Um, about six months into quitting my nine to five, I got a position at a music school and I started vocal coaching and 
I realized that I, I felt like vocal coaching was almost like, um, get being a shrink to these kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I started realizing like, wow, there's all this advice and information I'm giving them. So mm-hmm. I wrote a book and I published my first book and my, my first book started really opened the doors to me speaking at music conferences. So this was actually my first music conference and the book was called performing artist pathway, which you can see I'm holding in this picture. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's really about navigating the highs and lows of your music journey because so many artists and it really, it, I call it performing artist pathway. It's geared towards singers, but any artist, any performer can resonate with this because oftentimes as a performer, we really hinge our happiness and we hinge our um, success on these massive highs of performance. And, oh my gosh, I was on the stage and, and the, the feeling that they gave the audience gave us and, you know, that just that affirmation. And then the next day, performance is over and crash and burn like hard. Mm. And then there's this level of rejection that that's present. And I talk about that very openly and honestly inside this book, because it's so real. And at the time, a lot of people weren't talking about self-care. A lot of people weren't talking yeah. about, um, what we go through as artists. And right. so, you know, that's, that's really where this began. And it, and it began my entrepreneurial journey, this book, um, as well as my coaching journey to help, um, strategists, creatives, and artists inside their businesses. So I, I want to come back to that. Cause now you're getting me excited because you're talking about <laughs> highs and lows, right? And whereas some people may not experience that because they're really living life uh, on the easy lane. They don't want to expand themselves or even to experience those highs because they know they're going to have the lows, right? I think that all of us at some point in our lives have an experience like that. And then you either choose to avoid it or to continue on with it, or you walk into a profession where it just is. So in my experience with law enforcement, we experienced highs and lows because that was the nature of the job. So you're responding lights and sirens, 120 miles an hour. You know, you have these extreme highs where you're responding and then you, you handle the situation, diffuse, whatever, do what you need to do. And then you're back down on the lows. There's no calls. You're sitting there for a couple hours, you know, and it's like, what? Or you go home and, and life is just like very chill. You know, there's, there's no, so a lot of people in those, those response fields, they, they will go to extremes. They'll do all of the things like skydiving just to experience, or they'll do it in not such a great way. And they'll go to, you know, substance and that's where you don't want to be. But exactly what you're saying, Brianna, is how do we navigate that? Cause that, that comes up. So when you're on the stage, you're experiencing this really euphoric moment and, and it's wonderful and the crowd is pleased and you're getting this energy that is just way out there. And then the next day it's like, oh, I'm not experiencing that anymore. So how do we navigate that, right? So what are some of the the keys and tools that you have discovered? I know that you started naturally coaching and talking to people about this, but what were some of the tools that you used? Yeah, so I think 
I, we almost have to go backwards to the beginning because it's one of those things where prior to these performances, it's so, so important to establish your own sense of worth and confidence because ultimately what happened the next day when I crashed and burned was I started getting up in my head and doubting, oh, I did this wrong. Oh, I didn't hit this note. Oh, I cracked here. Oh, did they, did they really it like it? Oh yeah. Did, and I start, I start eating myself up and yeah. that's, that's self-doubt. That's a lack of confidence. That's a, you know, there's so many things wrapped in all of that junk. Mm. And so when we go backwards and we, we think about, well, wait, hold on. What's the truth here? Like mm -hmm. that, that's crap. That's BS really. Okay. Yeah. That's not the truth. The truth is I put my heart on that stage. The truth is I am so beautiful and wonderful and loved. And, um, I am secure in who I believe I am. And I also believe, and I, the truth, if we talk about the truth, the truth is mm -hmm. I am, was meant to do that. I was supposed to be on that stage. I was supposed to touch those people. I was supposed to create that connection. And we have to always go back to the truth because when we start yeah. believing the, the lies and the junk that circles our head, and remind me because I wrote a song about this um, and I can share that with you guys. Um, you know, then, then that perpetuates more junk. Yeah. It perpetuates um, kind of us diving ourselves into this like deep, dark hole. And it's really hard to, we lose momentum because we yeah. start believing all this junk. It's not fun. It's not fun. So as far as a tool, a tool would simply be like, like, let's, let's write down a list of the truth. Let's yeah. remember the truths of, of who we are, our essence and what we believe we are called or meant to do in life, how we are wired. What are we, you know, our strengths, our weaknesses, um, our joys, like the things that are true, you know, and anchor ourselves in that truth. Because when we don't, we rely on others to supply us with, um, with what they think about us. Yeah. But and I love how you said you lose momentum because that's exactly it. Right. And that's, that's when people stop doing those things. And like you said, lose momentum because they, they don't have that confidence or they're circling back in their minds, all of the, you know, the, the things that could have been of the, the untruths. Hmm. Yeah. And it can be very painful, but we put ourselves there when we don't prepare. Yeah, yeah. When we don't prepare and take the time, like you mentioned, sometimes people are just riding high all the time because they don't, sometimes people don't want to take the time to dig deep, but mm -hmm. I encourage you to dig deep because honestly your life depends on it because at some point in your life, you are going to, you will, you will encounter hardship. You will encounter challenge, betrayal. Um, of course. Gosh, like, I mean, all of it. Life, <laughs> life, life is going to smack you in the face at some point. And that doesn't mean, I, I would say just because we know the truth doesn't always mean it's going to be easy. It's certainly not. But when we're anchored in it, I do believe it helps us find our way back. 
you know, if it helps us find our way. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a really good, a, a really good tool to write down the, the beautiful truths of yourself. I think that's very powerful. Um, big fan of sticky notes <laughs> and carrying, yes. carrying the note cards around with you, stick it in your purse, in your pocket. So you have it to remind you of the power within. And so also big advocate of people doing the things that, that scare them or, you know, look at it in a different way because, you know, that energy is, is also can be looked at as an exciting energy and you just switch that thought and that perception. Yes, absolutely. And I'm always thinking, you know, I always tell people that we want to think possibility over limitation. So like if we're constantly thinking about the limitation or the challenge, mm. then it keeps us stuck. It, it st um, stifles momentum. It, but when we start thinking about possibility, well, yeah. what's possible, what's possible, what's possible, then we're, we open ourselves to new um, opportunities, new possibilities, right? Yeah. New innovation, new creativity. Like we open ourselves up to all of that. To the unknown, Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. but, but you're right. It's, it opens it up to new possibilities. But what I think is exciting about that is that it can be exciting is like, what if, what if this was going to, was going to happen and what are the possibilities or chances of this happening? You know, I wonder what else is going to happen. I wonder what's next. So mm. asking those questions are really powerful and key points. Thank you so much for sharing that. We're going to jump into our first commercial. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show. And you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one. -on -one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? 
They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> great, great coaches. Um, and I'll put this banner on because uh, Kim Jacobs was my coach. She's amazing. So I'll let that stream along the line on the bottom for a little bit. And her coach is the famous Les Brown. So, and speaking of great coaches, Brianna, that's exactly what you're doing. You're bringing this unique experience to the, the corporate arena and probably to, to small groups as well. And for those who are blessed enough to be in your presence. So let's talk a little bit more about that. How did you get involved in this? You know, what inspired you? Uh, I know that you had that instance. I'll, I'll bring in the photo. Maybe, maybe let's jump in here. Let's start here because this was a really cool experience for you. Like not too many people get to have this. What was this like? Yes. So I was a top 100 finalist on American Idol season four, and that's the OG season of Randy, Paula and Simon. And that was pretty wild. Uh, that year, 100,000 people lined up around arenas across the country to wow. audition. And I actually auditioned in several different cities before getting the yes. So I got rejected several times within the same season. And I showed up in San Francisco at Cal Palace at the very last audition of the season. And that's when I got my golden ticket. So I was very tenacious and persistent. If you How will. old were you? I was 24. 24 I, I mean, that is just, that is resilience right there. You know, when you keep getting no hard nose, no, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and having to still have the confidence to keep pushing forward, moving forward to give it a go time and time again is incredible. Well, and, and I'll back up for just a hair because prior to that, I'd been living in LA. I went to college at Pepperdine and after graduating college, I went through about a year of like partying, like drinking, mm -hmm. all sorts of fun for about a year. And I tell people I, that was the year that I was lost in La La Land. And I really lost sight 
of not only who I was at my core, we talk about who we, who, who that person inside you, right? That, that mm. person that never goes away. I really lost sight of her. And I also started doubting my, um, my gift, my, my ability to perform my ability to sing my, my gift as a singer songwriter. And I didn't sing for years. This opportunity, American Idol actually made me realize for the first time, like, oh, wow, I actually got something here. Like, okay, this is something that I can't lose sight of. Mm. And so I'm thankful for that opportunity because although once I got to Hollywood and royally, um, royally destroyed or botched my opportunity to move forward, um, in the Hollywood rounds, I, I got through several Hollywood rounds, but then I royally messed it up. Um, that was a devastating low. And we talk about hitting rock bottom again, like, mm. like I said earlier, but I realized that that was actually a beginning and not an end because this mm. journey on American Idol has paved the way for me to do so many things in my life. Um, in, including writing two books, uh, that were inspired by many of the experiences that I had on American Idol yeah. and um, teaching uh, artists of all ages how to do business. And then also bringing, as I mentioned, this innovation and creativity and music to corporations um, and bringing a really unique perspective that yeah. that is needed today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a key thing you've said with that is that it, as you look back at that experience, you, you've realized that even though you were at the lowest of the low, it gave you the opportunity to do what you've done now. And so you have utilized that as a good thing, you know, going back and looking at our past and it, it's easy to just let it get the best of us, right. To, to say, and, and go over and over in our heads that th that was a horrible experience and, and thinking how bad it was and how awful it was. And it, it takes a different kind of growth to understand that because of that experience, I get to, and I'm here and it opened this up for me. Absolutely. And I could have let allowed that experience to completely squash my confidence uh, and it did for a little while. I could, I could have, it could have gone out a lot further. It really could have. Yeah. Um, but instead I was able to finally keep moving forward. And I think what I've learned is that, you know, I think there, I believe there are about, well, there's more than just three, but three things that I feel impede confidence is regret, shame, unrealized potential, which is what, I kind of hung my hat on, on this idol experience, you know, like I had all this potential and I let mm. myself down and I let everyone at home down because I didn't make it to the finals. And, you know, right. I was like putting all of this emphasis around it. And then there's complacency and boredom or autopilot when we're sleepwalking through life. And lastly, like self-doubt. And ultimately those three things really get in the way of us feeling energized, confident, motivated to do awesome stuff in life, you know? So it's important to, to recognize them for what they are and call them out so that we can move forward and ultimately not, like I said, hang our hat on them. Because once we do, once we start believing 
you know, kind of like allowing those things, allowing the regret and shame or the complacency or the self-doubt, we start allowing those things to take over. And it, it truly gets in the way of us having forward momentum. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. It, it does for all of us and it happens to all of us. And, and I think that we all, unless we've really had some exponential growth or we've experienced so many lows that we're just like, okay, I got this. <laughs> I know what to do. I know how to react. I know how to respond. And, but there are, there's that time period that we, that we wallow in it. And that's, I think that's part of the healing process. You know, I think that we mm. have to experience that mm. and we have to understand that and truly feel what that is before we can understand and feel what, you know, the beauty of it is and, and what we can, you know, concentrate on now at those higher energy levels. Oh, absolutely. It, and I think it's what you said was so important is taking the time to feel it. Mm. When we're grieving, when we're um, experiencing hurt, pain, betrayal, mourning, whatever it might be, oftentimes we start feeling like we're walking through molasses, right? And, but yeah. if you're ambitious or if you have like all of this, but if you're busy, you're like, no, I've got things to do. Like, I don't have time to mourn or I don't have time to grieve or I don't have time to, to wallow. But that kind of stuff's going to bite you in the bottom down the road if you don't tend to the wounds, right? Right. If you've but got, you know, a wound on your wrist and uh, you, you keep scratching it or you don't scratch it, well, scar, but then you scratch it one day on accident and then it starts bleeding everywhere again, you know? Yeah. Um, there's definitely a few ways to respond, right? You know, you just stuff it in deep and you're like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this right now. And you just keep going, going, going. Uh, but, but truly, even though it's not being uh, voiced or, or dealt with, you know, on a healthy level, it's still there. And so it's still yeah. festering, just like you said. And, you know, that's where, that's where disease starts popping up. And that's when, you know, the body is saying that's enough and it forces us to stop and to address it. So mm. take your choice, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I always, for me personally, when I've gone through adversity or challenge, I've really found that I have to slow down and um, care for myself. Uh, I was recently in Sedona. I was sharing that with you earlier. Yeah. Had a wonderful girls trip. And the connectivity that I had with my best friends from college, who I've known for now 25 years, was so beautiful and, and enabled me mm. to reset and recharge. I have three girls. I have a business. My husband has his business. There's a lot of things going on. And yeah. And my girls need me, you know, yeah. I need me. So yeah. I like, like, I need me. Yeah. I that, need me. And, yeah. and I can't, I can't care for anyone else when yeah. my, we call it when my cup is not overflowing. Like I, I had this awesome conversation with a shaman years back and she told me, she goes, Brianna, you can't just serve from the cup. You actually have to serve from the saucer. So you have to allow your, you have to not just fill your cup up, but you have to allow the cup to overflow. And then from the saucer, you can serve others. And <laughs> so what happens when my cup is only half full? I mean, like I, I'm not even serving myself at that point. I'm not helping myself or anyone around me. 
And, and oftentimes we allow our cups to get really low. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you also mentioned, and this is off screen, but we talked a little bit about that connection piece. And so your experience, like you were saying with Sedona, it was a girl's trip, but you know, how powerful and needed and essential connection with others is during times of, you know, where we're not at our best, where, mm -hmm. where we've, we're experiencing something that is throwing us totally off balance in life and being able to have others around us to, to help lift and support us and venture to say in the midst of that, we really find who those people are during those times, you know, the ones who will be there with us, who will hold us. Mm, absolutely. Yes. I, I had planned a girl's trip months ago and in the midst of that planning, I had a disruption in my life that really, that really knocked me down. And, um, having that space already on my calendar for these yeah. women that I love so much to, they pour into me and I get to pour into them and we get to just hug and, and cry and laugh and tell stories like that yeah. connectivity piece. I think we often underestimate how valuable and powerful that is. Um, we think when we are struggling that we can just bury ourselves in our little hole and, you know, I like to do that. Yeah, I do too. And, <laughs> but, but enough's enough. Like you get to a yeah. point where you're like, this is not healthy. This is not healthy. And we have to remember that others, they want to be there for us. They want to support yeah. us. And I think there's a balance of, okay, I do need to unplug on social media, or I do need to, um, stop scrolling or, you know, whatever it is, my, maybe I need to cut back on work or maybe I just need to mm -hmm. rest. Like my body says, take a nap. I need to go take a nap, you know? Yeah. But the connection piece with those that you love and those that love you is mm -hmm. so beautiful and powerful. And I think that, um, we need to remember that we are designed to have community with others. Yeah. So, uh, homework, everybody, make sure that you're putting this in your calendar to have time with people, you know, face you know, to face, touch face them. To face. And, and I love that you are planning trips. So, you know, what I heard from that is because we had this trip planned, it came during the perfect time to, to be there for each other and to share our stories. And if I wouldn't have had that scheduled because I experienced a bad moment, like it's easy for me to want to curl up in a ball and not want to talk to the world, but I committed to this thing. So it was like, it was already planned. It was already done. So it forced you into that, you know, where you could accept and be open to having others be there for you. And that's a really cool thing. I, I love that. I think that's never thought about that so much where it makes sense to maybe make some plans with friends and go out and do things and commit to them, you know, regardless of the things that are happening. And not to mention life is short. Life like, is short. I mean, like that's such a cliche, but man, it, it's so true. And, and we have to, we have to take the time to connect with those we love because uh, life, life is precious and short. It is. 
And Brianna, I brought in your incredibly beautiful family. I don't know how you did that. Look, everybody's gorgeous. <laughs> Jeez. And so, you know, talking about like the, the model family, you guys are beautiful and, and you look stunning. So you are a mother of three gorgeous daughters and you have a great husband and you're right. You've talked a little bit about balancing that and what an example you are to be able to follow your dreams, be able to live in creativity in order to, you know, be open to other experiences and possibilities while, you know, being there for your family, showing up for yourself and showing up for them. How do you do it? Thank you. Gosh. Well, first of all, this picture was taken at my niece, my nephew's wedding to my new niece, um, who they're just, they're gorgeous, like beautiful couple. And um, I'm so, so happy we got this because actually that is the first time that I've ever seen my husband in a tux. He, we didn't even, he didn't even wear a tux at our own wedding. You know, we, oh we got married, gosh. we got married barefoot on the beach. So, um, nice. This was my first time to see my husband in a tux. He looked very dapper. And yeah. um, yes, I, I love my three girls. Um, my family is very, very important to me. I always thought I was going to be a boy mom. And I am so grateful that I get to be a part of raising these three beautiful girls to be mm -hmm. strong and um, just kind and compassionate um, to, to carry that through, to carry that on. I... I definitely have to create boundaries between my work and my creative mm. passions and my family, because at the end of the day, my family is my priority. Um, but one thing that I wanted so bad was to be able to work from wherever I wanted to be location independent. And we love to road trip this summer. We are already have two massive road trips on the books and I want to be able to take my computer wherever we go and be able yeah. to work and I'm able to do that now. And that's something that I've created. And I'm so thankful for that opportunity. Um, and I really would just love, I love to encourage women and mothers particularly to remember that just because you're a mother doesn't mean you can't pursue your passions. So many moms, mm -hmm. and, and I believe this for so long, I believe that because I was a mom, it would be selfish for me to pursue music to pursue those passions and those dreams that were given to me. And I believe that for years. And, and after I had my first daughter, my oldest, you know, I didn't sing for several years. And thankfully to, uh, as a result of my husband telling me, Brianna, if you don't start singing, performing, writing, doing something with music, like immediately, you're not only going to make yourself crazy, but you're going to make me crazy. And <laughs> that, that was the light bulb for me. And that, yeah. that was, that was at a point in my life where I, I really needed to hear that. I really needed mm -hmm. to hear that. And it, it changed everything for me. It set me on a trajectory to, uh, keep music in my life in some form or fashion. And, and I'm still bringing it in creative ways, music. I'm still creating or putting it in my life in creative ways today. Yeah. Well, I am so glad that you shared that. And there's, there's so many things that I can relate to you with, uh, being a mother of three daughters myself. And it's funny. You said, Oh, I always thought of myself as wanting to be a mother of boys. And here we are getting three girls. I, I share that <laughs> with you, but I always said that 
my girls will always have each other and they have this unique, incredible bond with each other. I mean, it's so deep. So I always felt if anything happened to me, and especially when I was in law enforcement, you know, and having an autoimmune disease, I'm like, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So <laughs> it was very comforting to me as a mother that regardless of what happened, they would always have each other. And so very cool that we share that. I, I love it. And I, I really like that you went into, you know, motherhood in general and how we, we, we give and we give and, and we, right. And we, we do all of that for our children and we, we take away what we love and, and the creative side of us in order to do so in order to provide, um, I don't know, maybe you had a little more leeway with that, but I was a single mom, so I really did that. And so I was working constantly and just trying to show up the best way that I could to be an example for them. But at the same time, where's the balance of actually doing something that was for me or something that I loved? And where's that creative aspect when you're just grinding? And so I really like that you put that in there because it is important when we start doing that for ourselves. I mean, life is not very fun. We had a comment that came in, so I want to bring it in. And Hillary says, the trips are one way to recharge and then show up charged for the people who need mm. us daily. That's a cool way to put that, Hillary. Thank you. Is there anything you do specifically during these recharge trips that has helped you tremendously? Great question. So as I mentioned, I love road tripping. And let's see, for the Sedona trip, we did do massage. And I would say as I was getting a massage, mm -hmm. it, I just, I personally like to slow down. I start my day, um, I don't start it, but I incorporate in my morning success habits, my morning success rituals, meditation. And that could just mean sitting and being quiet for five minutes and mm. just clearing out my head and breathing. But through this massage that I set up for myself in Sedona, which PS massages are not cheap. So this is, this is, I would like to position this as an investment in you, right? An I, investment I think that in Hillary, Hillary knows about massages. So. <laughs> but in this massage, I was able to sort of breathe and have that kind of meditation, meditation time. And I, I could hear very, very clearly that there were certain things like, for example, like I, I tend to hear, um, messages. Okay. So mm, yeah, I heard finish what you started. I heard, you uh, know, it like, it, it's okay. Like you can now finish what you started because of, you know, um, the, the disruption, so to speak that happened a few months ago. Um, and I lost my father just to put out there. Um, I'm so sorry. I, thank you. Um, I was really struggling to, to finish something like I'm in, a, I'm in the midst of expanding my business, my brand. Mm. And, um, I just wasn't ready to, to move forward with it. And as I was laying on this meditational, you know, in this meditational state and this, this beautiful massage, 
it was so clear, like, it's okay. It's time. Like it's time now. Like I took the time to grieve and I took the time to, to rest. And now I'm on this trip where I'm taking the time to care for myself and heal. But now it's time to finish what you started. And so I think it, yeah. to answer, you know, your question, what do I do deliberately to help me anytime I go on a road trip, anytime that I set aside, I like to go to New Mexico a lot, specifically Las Cruces. Um, I I take time to journal and meditate because I always receive whispers mm. that provide clarity and comfort and peace and enable me to move forward. Uh, yeah. And, you know, when we, when we quiet down, when you're talking about meditation, massage, whatever it is to where we're still, it does allow those whether it's higher self source, God, whatever you want to call it, but those messages have an in, you know, they, mm. they have that moment to be able to, to speak and you're there to receive. Right? right. And I think that that, you know, what's interesting when you bring that up and I don't know about you, I'd be very curious and for the audience too, but it seems to me lately more and more messages are starting to come through in so many different ways, subtly, whether it's through animals or just things happening or that that sixth sense, so to speak. To me, it feels that more are coming through more often and I hear about it more often. Maybe that's just a me thing. It's oh, kind of like interesting. now, you know, uh, I want a blue car. So that's all I see, you know, <laughs> so that's always possible. But they, they do come. And I feel that when they come, listen and whatever the, it means to you in that moment, whatever you think the meaning of it is, you know, that's probably what it is. And, and to listen to that. Sure. And, you know, there's also that idea of like, we need to believe that that's there for, for us, you yeah. know, that there is divine wisdom, that there is, um, that that's available to us. Right. So, and when it comes to not doubt it, like, yes, you heard that correctly. You know, right. if I told you how many times that I wrote down something specific, a specific whisper I heard in my journal over a six month span, over and over, I write it down. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'm supposed to pay attention to that. Like, like knocking me on the head over and over. Yeah. And I wasn't, but I wasn't paying attention. I was writing it down, yeah. but just moving on to the next day. And over a mm -hmm. six month span, if I revisit my journal and I, and I see what I wrote down, I'm like, whoa, because yeah. that's not from me. I, I really don't believe it's from me. Um, yeah. Most of my creative ideas are not from me. I mean, I'm a pretty awesome person, but like, I do not take credit for all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, what's neat about that is it almost is a relief and it gives you permission to move forward with whatever that it is like you, you heard, um, what was it that you said that you heard it? Now I can't recall, but finish you what you started, finish, finish what you started. And it's just like, okay, I guess yeah. now's the right time for that. And it just, mm -hmm. it's a relief and a permission too. So cool. And I, and I love that you jot down the, the, the mind dumps and all of that and how, you know, I relate to that because when I go back through some of my other videos or I was just watching last night an interview that I did prior to me beginning this show, 
And it was mind blowing to me because I was speaking all of these things into existence and they've, they're here and they happen. And I was so confident when saying it. And it's what's weird about it is they haven't come to fruition yet. <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow, how did I know? Why was I saying those things? Like weird. Mm -hmm. And it's just really cool how things like that just show up. I, I love that. And I believe that so much. I think that when we are given a idea or a vision or a creative inspiration, mm. it's a gift that we've been given and we're supposed to act on it. I believe we're supposed to share our gifts yeah. with others. I don't believe that they're meant to be hoarded. I believe they're meant to be shared and, and they're really not about us at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and purpose, right? So I wanted to add another photo you have here. Can you, can you tell me about this? This looks like you're maybe being interviewed about the book that you created that really transitioned and pushed you into this new direction in life. Yes. So this was my first TV on air um, opportunity with Good Morning Texas when I published Performing Artist Pathway. And this was very exciting for me. I'm, I grew up uh, in a suburb of Dallas called Richardson. It's actually where I live now. I was in LA for 10 years before moving back here and, um, you know, getting a house and settling down here, which I'm so grateful that I'm in, in Texas. Um, <laughs> I, I loved this experience. I was a little nervous, but I had so much fun, um, talking to Jane Gary and, um, yeah, it was just a beautiful, it was a beautiful time to, to have this opportunity and share this book. Yeah, I, I love that. And and again, I love the meaning behind your book. I'll have to get a copy of that. Um, I don't believe I have a copy of it. Because yeah, you can find both of yeah. my books on Amazon. And I'm and I'm definitely going to be writing some more that don't really have anything to do with music. Because again, I, <laughs> I, I've gotten the itch again to start writing more. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited about my upcoming my upcoming projects. Um, I think it's a timing thing at this point, but yeah. yes, like, um, that book, that book really began it all. And you know, that first book, it, mm. it's almost one of those things where again, you get into your head as a creative and you're like, ah, that book's not very good. You know, it's not very good, but I, that book has really helped so many people. And it's also very practical. It's a very practical guide as well. So um, it's really been it's really been neat to to hear from others on how that book impacted them. You know, Brianna, what I've found is, you know, as we start to grow and expand ourselves, it's easy to go back, like you said, with the book uh, that wasn't that good. But yet you're finding that it truly is impacting other people because when we learn and grow and learn new things, we just, for whatever reason, assume that everybody else knows it. That's right. And that's not true because they haven't yet experienced what we've experienced. They haven't been there yet. So the new information that they're receiving is very impactful. And it's that aha moment for them where we're kind of like, oh yeah. And I learned that two years ago, you know, but, and so it, as a coach or as, you know, take the word coach out of it, you know, just a person who is on this, this path and wants to give back and wants to share, you know, what has worked for them and the tools that have worked for them. Don't discount 
the little things, the, the things that you think are little, because it can be very impactful for others. And so I want to make sure that everybody does know where to find you, because also in the description of this video, many of you will be watching the replay. Brianna's information is in there, all of her social media links, a link to purchase that book uh, via Amazon. And her website is www.briannarulismusic.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-N-A, spelled the right way, R-U-E-L-A-S-M-U-S-I-C. So what is next? I am very excited because I saw the excitement in you. What is this next journey for you? Do tell. If you can. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. So I am very excited about moving into this space of doing music and motivation for groups more and writing books that complement that. And mm. really, it's it's about the leadership. It's about the motivation. It's about the confidence. But most importantly, I feel very compelled to speak on like waking people up. You know, I think so yeah. many of us are sleepwalking through life and um, we we feel that we feel we have to just keep on going through the motions right. and we're not excited about life. We don't feel alive. We feel stuck. We feel pressured and scared, um, especially with the state of the economy right now. And yeah, I think at the fear. there's a lot of fear. Absolutely. And. I just truly believe that we are designed to use our gifts and strengths and share them with others. And when we do that, it inspires confidence and inspires, like I said, when we talk about unlocking our brilliance, mm. you know, we do that by using and sharing our collective gifts and experiences because all the things like the American Idol experience, right? I didn't think that that was even going to be relevant but none of that went to waste. Right. So I always say yeah. none of our story goes to waste. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's the thing I'm most excited about is allowing, whether you're a female professional, whether you, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a college student scared because you're about to enter the real world, you know, at the end of the day, you can create a life that is exciting. You're not, you don't have to feel stuck. You know, you don't have to feel complacent or bored. Um, there's always ways to tap into that, you know, spirit, to tap into that creativity and truly live a life that you can be proud of and also um, contribute something of value to the world around you. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I love how you talked about how you can, you know, that the American Idol experience for you didn't go to waste, you know, because of that, it, it led to so many other things. Uh, Chatty Foster, who I interviewed um, last week, he really shares that openly and, and encourages that very strongly of, you know, through his experience and, and sharing that with others, that if he didn't take the time to simply ask, you know, and consider the what ifs and the possibilities and to, to make that small little ask, right? Like, like if we take bosses, for instance, or you know, him, he's blind. And so he's a skier. He's a blind skier, an emotional speaker. And he's just so highly accomplished in so many things because of that, because he took that step and he asked and he did. And, and there's so much magic in that. And, you know, we can't express that strongly enough that 
that's what it is and that's what it takes. You just got to do it, do the things that, you know, scare you a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. you pitching forward with that American Idol experience is is really profound. That is such a, you know, bond in your life, a root, so to speak, where it, it gave you that root system to really push forward and experience an expansive amount of growth and branch into so many different things. Uh, would you like to share a song? Oh, like acapella? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, sure. Um, okay. So I have a new song that I haven't released yet, but I incorporate it inside my, um, music and motivation talks. And I'll just share a snippet for you. Um, Let's see if I can remember the words. Okay. It doesn't matter where you've been driving in the darkness on a road with no end. Life has a way of leading you discovering a diamond as you see something new you can step into more it's where you're going nothing goes to waste it's where you're going there's a time and a place Wake up and see the possibilities. It's calling you. It's where you're going. There you go. There's a little snippet. You got to see the, you got to hire me for the keynote to hear the whole song. Oh, that was so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It is very apparent that you're truly in in embodying your passion, your joy. You, you just love doing it. And thank you again so much for sharing that. Thank you, Brianna, for being a guest on the wellness driven life show. You are so well, thank you for having me, April. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I appreciate you. Of course. Is there anything else you want to leave with the audience today? You know, I think the last thing I'll just say is, um, if you are, if you are sleepwalking, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling unmotivated, just take the time to tap into who you are. Remember those truths of who you are and remember that it's never too late to, you know, be inspired to tap into those dreams and desires that have been placed on your heart and to live out, uh, in the world, um, and be excited about, you know, bringing, you know, everything that you are to the world around you. I love that. Never too late. Never, Never too late. Never too late. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Priyana. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. And when you're watching the replay, make sure to leave your comments in the comment section below. We do return them. And be sure to visit Brianna's website and see all of the incredible things that she is doing and offers. And uh, until tomorrow, goodbye for now.